All right. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Jack Hallows podcast. I am buzzing for this one because a lot of people have been asking me lately. I've been mentioning this social media coach, this kind of elusive social media coach that I've been working with for the last couple of months um, to really help push my profile and push my content. And I've got him today. Simon, do you want to say a big hello to everybody? Yes. Hello, guys. Hello. Beautiful. Yeah. So So my name's... yeah. Oh, go on. Shall I I introduce myself? Yeah, go for it, mate. I was going to, I was going to give you jump in, jump in, man. Let's do it. No, go on. I want to hear the intro. I want to hear the intro. Give me the intro. Give me the intro. All right. All right. So Simon is, he basically runs this program called the Social Media Accelerator. And uh, I got onto him a few months ago and I was kind of like, look, my Instagram, it's going all right. But like these algorithms, they hate me. Everything hates me. This whole app just hates me. And he just said to me, he's like, look, mate, it's not the app. It's not these issues. We can fix this. Let's sit down. Let's have a chat. We sat down. We had a chat over Zoom. Straight away, I was convinced. He picked up a whole bunch of little things for me. Um, And the best thing is, whenever you go and you work with anybody on anything, you always want them to have some level of understanding and empathy from the direction you're coming from. And um, what I love about working with Sai is social media coach now, but former personal trainer. So he's been in my shoes right now. He's created content as a personal trainer and then moved through the ranks of being a videographer and being on the other side of the camera. And now we've got this entire package. So Sai, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what it is you kind of do now with the social media accelerator and where you come from? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was a good intro, mate. I like it. Okay. So yeah, my name's Simon. Um, I, I, I started off in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. So I worked in, uh, do you have Virgin Active Gyms in in uh, yeah we Oz. do yeah. yeah i used to work yeah, for so the I enemy st- we got virgin active and fitness first and i was a fitness first trainer, oh yeah so yeah they were yeah yeah so I, I i started off as um as a personal trainer on the gym floor and the gym that i worked in it was in a very affluent area like i wasn't from an affluent area i was from the rough part of manchester but the gym that i started my career in was uh, you know it was a, a very affluent area people in there sort of had money so picking up clients was was quite easy. He didn't necessarily have to be a great coach to have a full diary. Okay. Uh, so I started off as a, as a personal trainer, I quickly got to the point and you'll, and I presume a lot of people uh, listening to this podcast will understand the, the, the situation that you can get into as a, as a coach while doing one-on-one coaching sessions, you get to a point in your business where really, you know, you, you, uh, uh, Virgin um, had a set price point. You couldn't pick your own, uh, you couldn't charge you were you the it was a set price that you would charge at so I got to yeah. the point where I was doing 45 PT sessions and that was pretty much that was my time maxed out you know uh, a lot of people I you know I remember saying this to my mum I was like oh like we were going away for a weekend once and I was like yeah I'm absolutely knackered I've done I think I said I'd done 40 hours PT and my mum's a bit of a workaholic she's like so you've done 40 hours work and you're knackered like oh you come and live a day in my shoes like one of those i was like you have no idea what 40 hours of pt is actually like you know you add on all the programming all the messages with clients back and forth the waiting around between sessions the travel you know the admin the marketing the sales you add all that up it's at least 60 hours of work 70 hours of work so i got to the point you know i'd been on the gym floor for about 18 months in, I, uh, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was, I've always been thinking of like, what is the next step? I, I'm literally doing it now. I'm like, what is the next step? And this was in the time. So this was around 2012, right? And if you remember 
2012 online coaching. This is what I like to call the ebook era. Do you remember oh, the yeah, ebook yeah. era when, yeah. or the guide era, the guide that was online. Co- online coaching was literally just create. It was like Joe Wicks was like the, the, the pretty much the, the big influencer selling, like, I think it was called Joe, uh, lean the lean in 15 guide, which was massive. So I, I just presumed that I could put this guy together and, you know, although I was never, I'm going to get a little bit more into detail of this later on and you'll sort of understand this, but you know, I was never the most knowledgeable coach, you know, I was in good shape myself and I could, and, but the, the, the reason why I got results with my clients on the gym floor was because I had good client retention. That was literally it. You know, I was, I was doing paleo and CrossFit with (laughs) gen pop. Yeah, but I was getting good results because, you know, you can get good results on pretty much any training program and any diet if you stick with it long enough, right? Yeah, so it. I had good client I had good client retention, right? So I was getting results with my clients on the gym floor. So I was like, I'll just literally make the same programs and a nutrition guide, stick it on an ebook, and I'll sell thousands of them online. And at this point I'd started creating content online. So I was big into Snapchat. Snapchat came out as like you know, people were telling me to write emails and I'm dyslexic. So writing, it's still writing for me is not a, a and we've talked about this in the past because your writing skills are, are very good. Mine's the complete opposite. I'm not good at writing. So when people like I had a mentor at the time, he was like, do, do emails, do email. You need to be doing daily emails. I was like, mate, so for me to write out an email takes me like two hours. Right. But what I could do was create some video content. So I used to share all my stuff on Snapchat and I'd grown a bit of an audience on Snapchat at this point because, you know, I was pretty consistent with it. I was posting the results that I was getting. I was posting like tips and tricks and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I'll just sell this ebook on Snapchat. I'm like, make millions. I was like, in my head, I was doing all these calculations. I was like, right, if I sell 15, if I sell it for 15 quid, I'll sell like 10,000 from that sound. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. So I made this ebook, like few people bought it and then just disappeared. Wasn't getting any results with anything. Like there was no client retention, like, and it just like, it literally bombed. I was like, this is not the way that I'm going to get results because, you know, I was I, I, like, I was getting results with the people on the gym floor because I was able to teach them. I probably wasn't teaching them the right things at the time, looking back, but I was still able to support them teach them the techniques in the gym, teach them what sort of things they should be eating. Yeah. Teach them about sleep and hydration, all all, all that good stuff. But I wasn't able to do that with my clients online. So I basically scrapped, scrapped that. And, you know, I, I, I'd already started getting into the video content. So I realized that was like, you know, if I created videos of all the things that I'm teaching my clients on the gym floor, yeah. But if I could teach people online through video, the, you know, I can, I can, I can work with more people. I can educate them better. So I started creating video content for my online coaching program, as well as, you know, promoting it through Snapchat and Instagram. I just started with the 15 second video. So I was making videos for that. And, and the online business just literally just took off you know, I was getting great results with clients online. I was able to share the results with, you know, people on Facebook was quite a big thing for me as well, early doors. And, uh, it, it enabled me to step away from the, the gym floor as much. I was still doing morning PT sessions. I dropped my evening sessions. And so I could focus on my online coaching stuff. And I ran the business with my business partner, Sasha, and we ran the, that business for, uh, seven years. Uh, it was called the strong program, but as the business developed, 
I actually realized that the thing that I enjoyed most about the business. So my business partner, Sasha was, she, she actually reminds me a lot of you. She was very in, like, she was like the coach. She would do the programming. She was really good at the check-ins and communicating with clients. Literally all I wanted to do was make videos. I just yeah, wanted sure, to make yeah. videos. I wanted to, I wanted to create the content. I wanted to make testimonials with the clients. I wanted to film workout sessions. We had a YouTube channel. I was just like, I was just into the video. And over this time, more and more coaches were asking help for content for their business because the online coaching space was like blowing up at the time. This was pre, pre, pre COVID, but like, you know, like uh, software, like Trainerize had come in mm. and true coach. So you could customize your online coaching by creating video contents for these platforms. So more and more coaches were asking me for help with video content for their business. So I started a complete accidental videography business started that I ran alongside I my coaching business. I love business. that. So all, all my businesses have been completely accidental. That's the best so, way. Always the best way. Yeah. You never want to plan them out. Yeah. You just want to just no, go no. and hope. Yeah. No, go and hope. I'm a big yeah. fan of it. Uh, so, um, yeah, so so I ended up creating content for, uh, for, for coaches. So, you know, Instagram videos were becoming more popular. I was creating content for Facebook, Snapchat, uh, TikTok had, had recently just started. So this was a little bit further down the line. So I, I finally decided to step away from the, the, the coaching business and I wanted to go all in with the, the video work. So creating content for other coaches. Um, so I stepped away from the coaching business, went all in with the, the video business. And there wasn't many fitness videographers about at the time. And there were certainly no fitness videographers that had the experience of like creating content for the business, you know, hmm. we'd hired videographers early, early on in the business that were like, I think he was a, a, a wedding videographer could make yeah, a cracking yeah. wedding video, but didn't have a clue on what fitness I wanted side. for fitness side, you know, like for tutorials or like my fitness pal videos or food prep videos. It didn't could make a great wedding video. Wasn't great at fitness stuff. So there wasn't many videographers that had experience in not only creating video content, but I actually had a successful online coaching business. So I was sort of, it enabled me to um, charge a little bit more, work with more people. People were sort of really wanted to work with me. Mm. Uh, so I had my diary packed out and then COVID hit, like, boom, like all these plans out the window. You know, I had like my diary packed out for filming in gyms, like in the UK gyms were closed. You literally couldn't film. I, yeah. So all the plans that I had for this video business were just like up in the air. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had like deposits. The people had paid deposits for videos six months in advance. I was like, I was screwed. So I just like went back to the drawing board. Like, what am I going to do? Like, how can I still help these coaches? And what I did have, I had a good skill set in creating social media content. So I was creating content for you know, uh, uh, creators and influencers, helping them grow their social media presence through a lead gen in. And, you know, as I, I understood the platforms that they were creating content for, you know, I've always been interested in social media. Hmm. So I was like, right, I'll scrap working with people. And what I'll do is I'll basically teach them how to do it themselves. So I'll teach them how to like about social media and understanding the platforms. I'll teach them how to film content. I'll teach them how to edit content. I'll teach them how to script content, how to like content, all about audio and lighting and literally everything that they need to be a videographer themselves. 
And <clears throat> what I was finding was that just like with online coaching, if you teach someone to do it themselves, yeah, you'll actually get better results with them because mm -hmm. they weren't relying on me coming to them on a monthly basis, filming and editing and doing everything for them because they could do it themselves. They could do more of it. Right. And at this time, well, it's still still to this day is you need volume of, of content for short form content. Right. They could produce more content. So they were actually getting better results with me teaching them how to do it themselves rather than me doing it for them. And obviously the the video business there was a lot of similarities to one-on-one -on -one coaching on the gym floor and the fact that I had to sell my time with the client. I was with them either a half day or a full day, same with doing PT sessions, whereas the, uh, the program that I built, Social Media Accelerate, and meant that I could just work with way more people because really, like, although there is one-on-one -on -one elements to my program, it's a lot more scalable because I can work with a lot more people. But really, I got in at, the, at, at a really good time because mm -hmm. obviously, I know it's pr pretty similar in Oz than it, than it was to the UK. A lot of coaches were forced from one-on-one -on -one coaching to go in online like, although yeah. that has shifted a little bit over the past, like 12 months, like this, this is maybe a view of my, my, my own, but cream always rises to the top. A lot of the coaches that weren't delivering a good service online, cause it's harder to deliver a, a service online, a coach, especially when you're in coaching, a lot of the ones that struggled with the online coaching have gone back to gym floor coaching because it is a little bit easier to get away with being a bad coach is that bad to say on the gym no, floor i get you i get you, you can you, you can know get what away i mean it's it. you have more rapport yeah. with the client you can bring people it's yeah, like exactly. you said before like it's that retention's a little easier because you yeah. can get that like friendship with people and there's nothing wrong with that at all but no. you're right it's kind of like that online coaching i think some face-to-face -face pts get a bit of a shock yeah when they're like oh yeah. shit i can't really be the whole like buddy buddy friend anymore i've got to just yeah. coach and sometimes people get a bit caught out by that 100 mm -hmm. i got that when i started as yeah. well, like because i got forced into it through covid and i had to learn yeah, very exactly. very quickly that coaching someone in london over the other side of the world was very different yeah. to being five feet the away from the, them yeah the, co the communication you have to have really good communicate and and that's with cook because i'm still doing a very similar job to an online coaching business in fact my social media accelerator program runs very similar to how i ran the strong program which was my mm. online coaching business and I, I see this a lot if you look at coaches that are good that have a good online coaching business they all have they all have different traits but they all have this one trait in the fact that they have very good communication skills because if you don't have that then it's really difficult to run an online coaching business because you know your clients still need support and if you're not with them for two three one two three or maybe sometimes four hours a week in person with them you know they, they, they still need that support so yeah you've got to have those good communication skills to for, to run an online coaching business a hundred percent and i think that actually leads us into kind of the first question i want to talk about today um because i want to talk about kind of communicating that message over social media and why it is so important for online coaches and I think it's really important for face-to-face -face coaches too, because I think creating content is because like, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I love Gary V and he's always just content, 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 content is the most important thing in the world for any kind of business. And I, I tend to agree because I do think that regardless of where your business is capped, regardless of how many people you can take in, regardless of how many leads you want, you always want to be putting something positive out and you always want to be showing 
the positive impact that your message can mm. have on people. Um, and that's something why I've loved social media. Like I've been, I started making content for fitness stuff kind of three years ago. I've been doing it every day since, but I've been making content since like blogging on Tumblr back when I was like 15, just sharing shit yes. memes with mates and stuff, you know, just creating bad jokes because I always wanted to put something positive out there. Um, so let's dive into that and why it is that social media is so vital for coaches, especially those looking to get into the online space. I think so many people think it's just pretty videos and all that sort of stuff. But as you talked about before, lead gen, marketing, bringing people awareness to your brand, you know, let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, f so, so first of all, like we are so lucky to have these platforms where we can do this, right? So you... The, the, the job that we currently do right now, both of us, right? Although it's different, slightly different businesses, the, mm. these businesses would not exist without social media, yeah. right? If we yeah. imagine you can make a video or you can make a piece of content that gets seen by, even if you've got a really small account, a thousand people, mm. right? Imagine leaflet dropping a thousand people a day for your coaching services. Like it just, I worked in events before this job where we did do leaflet drops for events for like student oh. nights, right? Oh. You, I tell you now, you would not be able to leaflet drop a thousand people on your own, a thousand houses on your own or student accommodation or whatever, but you would yeah. not be able to do it. So first off, we are very lucky to have, you know, and although uh, Instagram is, is a paid for platform now, but it's, you know, I don't know what it is in Oz, it's 15 quid a month or whatever right? It's effectively a free platform for marketing, right? So first off, we are very lucky to have these platforms available to us where we can, you know, create content that gets our personality, we can show our services, we can show our products, we can show our testimonials to people for free, mm. right? And this is where a lot of people like, if you're coming, if you're coming into, if you're wanting to to coach online you can you can run a coaching business you can have a very successful in-person coaching business without even having any social media content at all in fact when i first started my coaching business i actually built my client base without social media content it was just gym floor marketing right you don't need so but if you want to work online you have to have a social media presence you have to be creating content and it does great it, it grates my uh, grinds my gears a little bit when people like complain about social media content. And I know it's hard sometimes like the algorithms can be up and down and it is a bit, it can be up and down sometimes as we know, right? But at the end of the day, you're getting content out in front of like, and the way that the algorithms work are very clever. You know, if you're creating training content, it will show, it will show it to people that are interested in training content. If you're creating content around cars, it will only show that content to people that are interested in cars. You'll notice if you're, uh, what, whatever your newsfeed is showing you, that is generally what you're interested in because somewhere down the line, you've interacted with a similar type of post. So we're really lucky that we can use these platforms to create content. But if you're, if you're wanting to get into the coaching industry, especially online coaching, right, you have to be creating content on social media because that's, you know, that's where I know you get your clients from. I get you, I get my clients from, I know you do a lot of emails, but a lot of the, your email list is built from social media content, right? Yeah, well, that's it. They're funneled down. Like it starts somewhere and it always starts on social media and then it's kind of funneled through. That's what I say to a lot of coaches is like, you know, yeah, it's great to be like, if you have a face-to-face -face business that goes well and you want to go online, obviously 
there's at least 10 clients there. If you've got a good face-to-face business, mm-hmm. they're going to come online with you. Absolutely. But you can't really run a very successful business with just 10 clients, unless you are charging an absolute premium, um, which I know yeah. I'm not, you know, like I charge a very fair price for my services. Like, you know, you have to be able to fill that out. And really what is a better place to advertise for online coaching than online on social media yeah. where people are spending hours just swiping and scrolling and looking for something that's actually going to educate or entertain them. And if you can do a bit yeah. of both with that, just randomly on a whim, imagine how you're going to then be when people are actually paying for your attention yeah. and paying to work with you. It's going to be able to help you refine that skill a lot. Um, and I like that you mentioned, we're going to skip for a little bit because I want to get, I want to get into this. I want to, cause I know this going to gears a lot with the algorithm stuff, because that was me when I came to you a few months ago, I was saying to you, I was like, Sai, the, the algorithm just, just fucking hates me. It's all me. It's all me. And you were just like, shut up, man. Like, <laughs> you know, on that logic, the algorithm hates everybody, man. Like, you know, so, let's jump into that real quickly. Like what is, what is it that you have to say to coaches and to just anybody who's listening to this, that complains about the algorithms and stuff, what are kind of some rebuttals that you have to that? Yeah. So, so first of all, I, I always relate, I always relate, um, I always relate training very much to creating social media content, obviously, because I just work with coaches. It's mm. a good comparison to make, right? And I always say to people like, what would you say to your client if they were saying the same things to you? Right. So for instance, when you started with us, it was like my, my, um, my, um, the algorithm hates me. My videos aren't performing well. Like what, what is it that like, am I getting punished? Right. Mm. When actually we, we looked at your video content, right. And we realized that there was a few things that you were doing in your content that maybe needed to change. I think like the length of the videos, maybe the hooks and maybe the pacing of the content needed to be improved. Mm. Right. It's the same with your training. So you get someone that comes to you saying, I, I just don't like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm tra- I'm, I'm training three or four times a week, like, but I'm not seeing any results. Right. So we'll look at like, maybe it's the training intensity. That's not right. Or maybe it's the what you're doing outside of the gym and the food that you consume is not quite right. Right. So it's just about making these small little tweaks. The Instagram algorithm doesn't hate you. Right. What the Instagram algorithm is, it's just a formula that reads data. Right. So the people that are consuming your content, if they're not watching it all the way through, they're not engaging with your content. It just won't get pushed to new followers or it won't get pushed to your current followers, right? What people have to understand is there is times, especially on Instagram at the minute, TikTok's a little bit different because TikTok is focused on just growth at the minute, right? But with Instagram, there's going to be times where content doesn't get pushed to non-followers, right? So I think you joined us where you were in this position and there yeah. was some tweaks to make to your content, right? So like, for instance, right now, right? Instagram isn't focused on on pushing content to new followers, right? It's, it's focused on getting content to current followers. Because if you imagine, if your news feed if you, or if your reels feed is just filled with people that you don't follow, right? You have no real connection to them, right? Mm. So what I always say to people when the algorithm is more favoring not pushing content out, it's focus on building relationships with your current followers because the majority of your content is getting shown to more of your followers now than maybe it was previously when it was focusing on on growth so it swings and roundabouts the out like when you think the algorithm is is down or it's not doing anything there's a reason behind that instagram and meta are not stupid right mm. they do this for a reason right 
I always say to people, you know, it when the algorithm isn't pushing content to new people, right? If you stop posting content, you're being inconsistent and you, the quality of your footage, uh, your content drops, who do you think they're going to favor in two or three months when it does start pushing content to, to like a higher reach? So pushing content to non-followers, right? Instagram wants to help you. Meta want to help you. They want to support small businesses. Think of it as from a business point of view. They want their clients to be successful on the platform. They want to help you, right? So it doesn't hate you. There's just things that you can do to improve it, but there is going to be time. It's important to understand that there is going to be times where you're going to get growth. There is going to be times where you're not going to get growth, but you may be going to really get an engaged audience. Like for you, for instance, at the minute, your, your account at like at the minute is growing, is growing mm. nicely. But we went through really a stage of like probably eight weeks where your content was doing really well with your current audience, but we weren't seeing much getting pushed out. Whereas mm. now you're getting a few videos getting pushed out. That's because you've been consistent for however long and you've yeah. been creating good content. You've been making tweaks. You've been looking at like this has worked why has this worked is it the hook is it the length is it the subject yeah double down on what's working right so there is going to be like a balancing act with it all and it is difficult and I'm, I'm like i like i say this to people all the time but i literally do this myself right it's difficult when you're looking at the numbers right because i'm literally fucking always on it i'm always looking at my numbers like oh, what's yeah, going on there? i need more want more <laughs> yeah and, and I'm not going to sit here and say don't do it because you, you do need to be auditing your account and looking at what's working so you can for, like try and double down or recreate or whatever. But don't get bogged down by the numbers because most people who come to us go like you could have a like um like I know I know coaches that have got like that have got like upwards of 75 clients and they've got 5,000 followers. Yeah, I yep. know people, there's people on the program that have got under a thousand followers, but they've got 30, 30 clients. Yeah, 30 paying clients. Like you don't need it. You don't actually need a huge following, right? Having a big following does, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, having a hundred thousand followers, um, it's, you know, it's not really important because a lot of marketing coaches do, do say this. Generally, they're the marketing coaches that haven't got a big following themselves. It makes things 10 times easier, 100%. Whether that be your, uh, uh, outreach your DMs. You're not you're not having to send like many cold DMs, or you're not having to warm up cold leads. If you've got a big following, you're basically just interacting with warm leads all the time. So it does help. But that being said, you don't have to have a big following to have a great uh, a, a big client base for online coaching. You just need to be making good content and making sure that you are interacting with those leads. A hundred percent. I said this to a, a coach of mine that I coached the other day. Um, to a client of mine who I coached the other day. Um, and, you know, he said to me, he was like, oh, you know, I'm just struggling to kind of, he wants to start his online coaching business. He's a, you know, fairly packed out face-to-face -face coach. Uh, and he's like, oh, I just don't think I have the following for it. And I was like, mate, like you got two and a half thousand followers at the moment. You're doing well. Your content's yeah. good. People are reacting to it. They like it. But also more importantly, I was like, what would you rather more dollars in the bank or more followers at the end of the day? Because like, mm -hmm. for me, I'd rather have more money in the bank and I'm still going to make content every day. I'm still going to try and get the following yeah. because I really enjoy making content. I freaking love it. But at the end of the day, you'd always rather have the more money in the bank. And so you'd always rather yeah. be able to monetize the following you've got than just consistently worry about getting more and more in. And 
occasionally you need it if you've got like a product rather than a service, I guess, because you want to just sell this yeah. low ticket item and stuff. But for like you and me, for example, you know, we're selling more of a personal experience. So yeah. while we both have a following, um, you know, we know we don't necessarily need to lean on that all the time. Because I imagine wow. for you now, you're getting a lot of referrals. Like, fuck, everybody I talk to at the moment, I'm like, just see Simon, just go, just go on, yeah. get to Simon, get to Simon, get to Simon. And that's that's how you then know you've got a really good business. But um, one thing I really want to touch on there, as you said, like, one of the big things that I've kind of learned from you over the last couple of months is actually looking at my content objectively, like taking a step back and analyzing, okay, why didn't that post do well? And it's not just the algorithm. Sometimes you post something and you think like, this is going to do really well. And you have no idea why it didn't do well. And you've said that to me before. You've been like, yeah, I don't know why this just must have been an off day, whatever. Yeah. But you know, you step back sometimes and you go, actually I rushed that, that edit wasn't so good or that hook was really bad. Or you know what? I didn't yeah. even give any info or any education there. I basically just word vomited at people or you spend mm -hmm. too much time on the edit and the actual content of the content isn't that good. Um, so what are a couple of things that you look out for when you're auditing a new client's content um, mm -hmm. that you kind of think, okay, these are some standout points that you think apply generally to a lot of PTs with their content that you could give to the listeners? Yeah, so so really, these three things that I look out for with with the, uh, that I look out for in content. Okay, the first one, um, the first one is length, and uh, uh, this this can, this does change from time to time, right? Mm. And I'll explain why in a second. But the first one really is length, because as coaches, naturally, we want to overcoach in content. We want to go into too much detail, like so. Length of content, especially with Instagram reels is usually the first thing that we look at, right? We know from data that between the times of like anything less than 30 seconds is gonna perform better than over 30, 30 seconds because the the main thing that the algorithm looks out for is basically the watch through rate. If people are watching to the end of the video or maybe even watching the videos twice or three times or four times yeah which happens right that's bit like inst the algorithm cannot see your video it doesn't what there's not some guy there going oh that's a nice looking shot that yeah or that's a great hook right and we'll just press that button and we'll we'll rank it higher it doesn't it doesn't work like that it works off the numbers so it looks at have they watched it all the way through? Have they engaged in it? Have they commented on it? Have they saved it, right? It just looks at the numbers, right? But the biggest one is the watch through rate. So are people watching to the end of the video? So obviously having shorter content tells the Instagram algorithm, it, it's easier to get people watching to the end of the video, which tells the Instagram algorithm, this is good content. Let's push it to more people. Let's push it to more followers. And if more followers see it, then they start showing it to non-followers, right? So that's the first thing, right? The second thing, Again, this helps with what we've just talked about is the pacing of content. So what I mean by pacing is keep it because to keep someone engaged for 30 seconds is actually really difficult because our attention spans are so poor now, right? And it's so easy to just switch to the next piece of content. So if you're watching an Instagram reel, if you want to switch to the next video, all you need to do is a little swipe with your thumb and you're on to the next video, right? This is where it's different to for instance, YouTube content, which is a bit longer because to go on to the next video, when you're watching a YouTube, you have to come out of the video. You have to scroll through the thumbnails and the titles to decide when you go in onto the next one. You might even watch a couple of adverts before the video starts. It's a different mindset when you're consuming content. Most people are watching content either 
on the way into work, on the toilet, in the queues, right? It's quick. So the pacing of the content. So we look at like, like things like, is the camera angle changing? Is the editing punchy? Are you using like, like hooks and calls to actions in your content that keep people engaged, right? So that's the, the, the other thing. The second thing, uh, sorry, the third thing is what, what's been said or put in at the start, the hook. Mm. And arguably this is probably the most important, important thing because when people consume content, we are literally flowing through content. If you're not watching a video, I'm doing this with my, my thumb, just swiping, swiping, swiping. The first two or three seconds of content, right, is so important because it stops people and then starts them watching the video. So those really are the three things that we look out for, the length, the pacing, and the hook. Now, if you're doing all three of these right, on top of like the messaging and what you're talking about, this is like, we're, we're like, yeah, this content's really good, or this content needs work in these areas. But they're really the three areas that we look at when we audit, audit our clients' content. Yeah, hundred percent. And those are pretty much when I started with you, that were the three things that we touched on. You were just kind of like, mm. right, we need to shorten yeah. the videos. Cause I think I was making my videos like 45 seconds at a time. Yeah, I think that you, your, the, the pacing of your content was actually really good before you started with us. It was more the length and the hooks that we, that mm. we did. Cause your presence on camera was really good. And you were doing this sort of like the changing scene quite well, but it was really the length of it. I think you were sort of like maybe over coaching a little bit in it. Like you were maybe yeah. delivering a little bit too much, well, too I think much that was, information. In that was one of the other things that we've changed is that like you said to me, you were like, you don't have to validate the fact that you're a really good coach in mm. every sentence of your content. You were like, yeah. sometimes you can just give people a nugget at the yeah. end of the day. Um, like I heard this fantastic uh, analogy the other day and it was kind of like, whenever you whenever you say you go to mcdonald's um you guys call it mackies over there don't you like we, we call Mackey it mackies yeah mackie d's i was just mackers yeah Mackey yeah. d's <laughs> yeah. mackers mackies anyway you go get like the, the six pack of nuggets right you never grab a six pack of nuggets and then go to your mate hey do you want all of these you just give them one nugget and then yeah. they might ask for another one but you only ever offer up one, right? You don't just give them the entire box to start with. And you're happy to give them another one if they ask, but like you only ever offer one. And it's the same thing with your content. It's like offer them one nugget. Don't give them the entire 12 box in that yeah. one post. Give them the one nugget and let them come back for another one and leave that in another yeah. post. Then leave that in another post. Because you said to me, then they just scroll. Then they just scroll. And they, by the time they've scrolled down seven or eight videos on your feed, they're going to commit to that follow button and they're invested in you. Um, yeah you know so that's one of the big things that we changed with mine was obviously i was like i've got to pack all this information in i've got to pack this i've got to do that i was basically doing a 10 minute youtube video in a fucking yeah. 45 second instagram video mm -hmm. and you're like mate just pick yeah. one tip yeah. <laughs> just give them one you, you, fucking thing <laughs> you, you can't your content your content really should be like 10 percent of the teachings in your program so if you go if you go on my page and you can learn loads of stuff from it but actually that's just a small amount of what i teach in my program. Whereas I see a lot of coaches, especially the ones that struggle with like keeping it nice and short and sharp. And they're like pretty much all the things that they teach in their program. They've got like two minute long Instagram videos of everything in the program. So yeah, it's just sharing like little bits of nuggets of information that sparks conversations and sparks a bit of interest, you know, giving them enough that they can at least action some of the stuff that you're putting into your content. Like I literally, I use your content all the time in my training. 
Oh yeah, hunt like yeah, like the split squat stuff and like some of the like you're really good with the cues. And mm. I think we've talked about this in the past. You, your target audience is like I'm. I I pretty much sit in your target audience. Like yeah, I'm someone 100%. that's like got some experience in the gym. I'm not like a complete beginner. Um, I'm interested. I've done a bit of strength training before. Like I'm pretty much your target audience. So that just shows you that your content is like. It is it, you know you're hitting the right notes because it, in it, I'm not just watching it because you're my client and I'm like I, I like watching your content. I actually watch your content because I do pick up some little little like fun exercises that I could mm. that I can do. You know, like something like that that Smith machine video that you did. I did that instead of oh, lunges yeah, yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah I love that. I was Good like, I want, yeah. I want to try that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I want to yeah. try that type <laughs> of stuff. Or like I've done some of like the the um the glute activation stuff before i've done like deadlifts like it, there's some actually really actionable stuff but it's just a small amount of what you would teach in your in your program which is exactly where you need to be so if you aim to to put 10 percent of your teachings that that you teach in your in your program into your content it gives people a little taste of what is to come yeah 100 100 percent. and i want to now talk kind of different social media mediums and i know i didn't put this in the questions and stuff so i'm blindsiding you like whoo um yes. but you hear a lot of people kind of saying like they they'll rank the different social media so everybody will be like youtube is the best and like one youtube subscriber is worth 10 instagram followers is worth 100 tiktok like so for you when you're looking at coaches obviously there's a big focus in the sma on instagram um because yeah. you know I, I think we both feel that instagram is possibly the best one to run a business out of but yes for you is instagram kind of the all-rounder as to where coaches should be focusing their attention on growing um and if yeah. so what does it have over the over let, let's leave youtube out because youtube's more that kind of long form i guess um yeah but like over the others such as like facebook reels and tiktok and all that sort of stuff what's it got over those that they don't have yeah okay yeah okay so instagram instagram is the best because of the way that you can speak to people via dm Okay. And the way that it shows content to your current followers. So I'll use TikTok as an, as an example, because really the TikTok platform and the Instagram platform are very much the same apart from like the photos and the graphics, like mm. in terms of growing on TikTok and Instagram, it's much easier to grow on TikTok than it is on Instagram. Right. And what I was saying before about getting content shown to your current followers, this is why it's it is so it is so important that you are producing content even if your content's not getting shown to loads of new followers it's important to be consistent with your content right because the way that the tiktok algorithm works is because that it's a new platform and it's wanting users to grow and generate and grow their audience when you post a piece of content on tiktok it shows it to non-followers first Right. So if your non-followers start interacting with it, it will or, or engaging with it or watching it all the way through, it starts showing it to more and more. Your actual your actual followers on TikTok, right, don't see a lot of your content. So it's harder to build a relationship th with them because they're not seeing your content consistently. Mm -hmm. Even if they interact with it, that it you, you're not guaranteed that your next video will get shown to them. So that's why it's easier to grow, but it's a lot harder to build a relationship with people and trust. And we all know that pe the people that sign up to your coaching services haven't just followed you, haven't seen just one piece of content. They might have yeah. been following you for three months, six months, 12 months, like 
two years. They may have been following you for years before they sign up to your program, right? Whereas with Instagram, the way that the Instagram algorithm works is rather than showing your content to non-followers, it shows it to new uh, your current followers first. So when mm. you, pe- I, I, I sort of, the, it shows it them on like a tier list. Right, break it down into a tier list, right? So when 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 you post a piece of content, it will get shown to what I call tier one followers, right? These are the followers that are like already engaged with your content. They're like watching your story to the like top of your stories feed. They may be interacting with your pulse, so like really warm leads. They will see your content first and they will see every piece of content that you post if they're interacting with it. It'll be top of their feed, right? Your stories again the same, right? Then if they interact with it and see it and like it, it will get shown to maybe tier two, which I consider like people that like interact with your content sometimes, but sometimes they're not on the platform or sometimes they don't engage with your content, right? It will get shown to them. If they see it, engage it with it, like it, comment on it, watch it all the way through, share it to the stories, whatever, then it will get shown to like tier three. And these are like the people that are maybe like disengaged with your content. They might not even follow. It might even be like an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Right? Having a stalk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if they see it and watch it all the way through, that's when it starts getting shown to non-followers. So really Instagram's focused on community showing your current followers your content, which then makes it easier to direct message with them, speak to them in their inbox, getting them to download your lead magnets, getting them to interact with your stories or your polls, right? So it's much easier to sell on Instagram than it is on TikTok. However, that may ch- the algorithm may change on TikTok, which I presume it will do in the future, because the, at some point they're going to want people to make more money on the platform, like on Instagram. So they, that may change. So it is still worth using TikTok to grow your audience because you can use the same content on Instagram. In fact, I think we've mentioned this before the call. You, you're growing. I think you've grown 600 followers on TikTok in the past. Yeah since Sunday from a video that's performed well on Instagram. So you can use the same content from Instagram reels on TikTok. So it's still worth using the platform, but you know, I, I've, I've never made a sale from TikTok. All my, all my leads yeah. generated through Instagram. So that's why Instagram is a, a, the platform really where I would be spending the most amount of time because it's easier for, to get your content shown regularly to the same people, which is what you want. You want people watching your content on a regular basis because when you come to pitch your services and you do a sales call, if you've got someone that's been watching every piece of content that you've made for six months, that sales call is going to be a lot easier. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And as you said as well, like that building of community then makes it more worth for you as a creator as well, because it's like, if you're on TikTok, you're kind of just shouting into a void. Sometimes I find with content, you're sort of putting it out and you just have all these random people commenting and you're just kind of like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know. You're okay. You're calling me names. You're calling me names. Yes, I do lift, bro. You're calling me names sort of thing. And it's just kind of that the whole time. Whereas Instagram, I find, yeah, it just kind of promotes more discussion. And you, as you said, you get to know people a bit more. Like when I signed up for your program, for example, you know, I saw all your videos and like there are, there are hundreds of people do it, trying to do what you do essentially. Right. There's so many people being like, get yeah. this training audio, do this, do this. And you're just kind of like, Oh, another one sort of thing. But with your videos, because you put a bit more of yourself into them, like, you know, you put like 
things of your kid in and your misses and kind of holidays you went on and the golf stuff and all that kind of thing. I was like, all right, there's a human being behind all of this. Like, um, and there's a bit of his story on here. I actually want to give him a follow and then go through the stories and you're kind of putting more of your life on there. And it's like, yeah, sweet. That's the program that I want to buy into because that's someone who kind of gets it a little bit more. Um, and it's important for coaches as well, because people forget it's personal training online that you've actually got to speak to your clients. Right. Mm Um, so to fin- kind of finish off with Instagram then, um, what are a couple of things that you're seeing that are working really, really well with content at the moment on Instagram? Because when I came in, I started working with you, it was these kind of shorter trending audio clips and stuff that you yeah. kind of put out to get the reach. But as you said, now things are slowing down Even, a bit with yeah. reaching non-followers and stuff. So um, what are a couple of things that are working really well for people at the moment that you're seeing? Yeah, so we're, we're getting some really good results with people that are doing literally the style of video that you're doing, like that 30-second tutorial-style um, video, right? Because what makes these work really well is the highly savable, right? Because mm. I have literally done this with your with some of your videos, the, the, what we mentioned before. So I saved that video because I knew when I was going into the gym, I wanted to redo that movement. So then mm. when I'm in the gym... I've gone to my save file and I'm watching this video back. This is why they're like, we saw this with recipes about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago. This sort of like been done to death now with the recipes. Now we're seeing more of this like tutorial style video becoming more popular on the platform, but it makes it that that rewatch rate because I'm watching it maybe three or four times in the gym because I'm looking at the movement. I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a go. What do I need here? How do I set this? How do I set this up? And I'm watching it yeah. over and over, right? That's because they're becoming, they're, they're, it, because it's, I can watch it and redo it. So people are using them in the gyms or like saveable workouts. Like mm-hmm. I've hit the save button. I can do this workout in the gym. So spoken tutorials work uh, are working really well at the minute and things like showcasing because I, I i speak to a lot of people about this right if you're working with people that let's say for instance we've got a client abby she's gone uh, sorry william he's gone viral um a couple of weeks ago he's grown like i think he's growing like five thousand followers a week right yeah wow, and yeah. He, he's growing from content that's nothing to do with fitness right mm. but because the content that he's gone viral doing is relatable to his niche. So it's like, he works with like busy, uh, with dads. Yeah. Dads that want to get in shape. Right. The content that he's created is like comedy skit. Yeah. It's it's relatable. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) really, it's relatable. It's relatable to dads. So he's getting tons of dad. uh, Cause you wouldn't follow him if you weren't a parent yourself. Like if you weren't Mm, a dad, it would, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a funny video, but like, I can't really relate to it because I've not got a kid, right? Mm. But all his followers are all like super relatable. So although they might not be into fitness right now, he's got loads of fitness content in his ecosystem of content. But these comedy style skits are becoming more popular on Instagram. They've Mm. been popular on TikTok for since TikTok began, but we are seeing a lot more of it on, on, on Instagram. But that being said... Any content can perform well on Instagram if it's good enough and the message is good and the pacing's good and the the hooks are good. So really there's no like, oh, you should just go away and do this type of content. What I would say is to anyone that's like either new to content or they're struggling with content is just experiment with your content. Just trial out new things, do things that you wouldn't usually do. Have a look at the people within your space 
that are doing content really well, that have got like a lot of followers, have a look at the styles of content that they're creating, see if you can recreate it with your own spin on things, right? But experiment with your content because just like with anything, the more types, different types of content that you make and the more content that you create, you'll get better at it, 100%. You'll get better at scripting, you'll get better at like being on camera, you'll get better at editing, you'll get better at like, coming up with content ideas. It's just, like, I'm going to relate it to training again. It's very similar to training. You know, if you're, mm. if you haven't trained for six months or you're new to the gym, if you go into the gym consistently four or five days a week, put the reps in, put the intensity into your training, you'll get results quickly. Yeah. It's yeah. the same with your content. If you're consistent with your content, you still, you put in the reps in every day. You're trying to improve it all the time. You're trying to better yourself. You're trying to improve. <laughs> improve you'll get results from it 100 percent. well that's it if you're actively putting the effort in and you're actively trying to enjoy it and making stuff that you like i think that's, you know, that's one last thing i want to say is that like i think there's a lot of people out there who just make content for the sake of making content and that's not yeah. the right purpose for doing it or they're making content for the sake of trying to go viral and i think if you can put enjoyment above everything and you can yeah. find something that you really enjoy helping people with and putting stuff out for free that you know is going to either educate entertain or a bit of both then that's going to be the key to actually getting that growth that you kind of want out of the content right um yeah so man you've kind of already done a brilliant job of plugging it over the last 45 minutes but <laughs> yeah. would you like to plug the sma a little bit give us a little kind of elevator pitch because to be honest for everybody listening to this like when I signed up, I wasn't sure 100%. I was like, I like making content and stuff, but I'm really, I'm sick of Instagram. I'm sick of the algorithms. I'm sick of all this sort of stuff. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I'm going to take a chance on this. I'm going to see what happens. And I can't lie. It's been one of the best. Honestly, I don't even know how much money it was when I paid for it. That's how good it's been. Like, I don't know the yeah. monetary value. I can't sit there and tell you like, oh, I spent this much. I put this much down like it's been one of the best amount of money that i've spent for my business and for my content oh that's great um 100 man like i mean that a lot and i do think anybody out there listening regardless of what niche you're in like i know simon works with a lot of personal trainers and stuff but really like the tips he gives out and all the content stuff applies to everything right like yeah you know yeah, at the 100%. end of the day it's so you know, highly recommend to anybody who's kind of thinking about getting help in that content space, absolutely reach out to Sai. Um, so I hand it over to you. Give us, give us your links, give us your app on Instagram and everything. Give us. Yeah. So, so if you, if, if you drop us a message on Instagram, Simon underscore strong media underscore, all the information about the program is on there. It's a 16 week program. Um, how the program works is when you start with us, uh, I do a full audit on your social media content, a look at your avatar, who you're working with, what you're selling, and then we build out a content plan for you. So we do a done for you content plan. We do a 30 day content plan for you. You have access to all the trainings that we have, um, all the tutorials that are teaching you all about social media, about content, how to film, edit, how to, um, how to lead gen your account, how to create content. And then you get access to a Facebook group where we do weekly content review sessions. So you submit content to me and I give you feedback on your two pieces of content a week. We do a call on a Monday and a Wednesday, and then we have like an open office session on a Friday where you can come to us. And, you know, if you've got any content ideas that you want to throw at us or reverse engineer or anything, or just any questions and you're with us for a 16 week period. And yeah, we just, we, we have a good time in there. Don't we? It's like the, it's, I, I absolutely love it. It's like, Sometimes I think like, how am I getting paid to literally watch content all day, make videos and just chat to like 
people like you every day. It's meant I actually really enjoy it. So yeah, That's drop brilliant. me a message on Instagram yeah. if you're interested in working with us. Yeah, hundred percent. Everybody, reach out to him. Uh, the only thing I will say though is, I always feel left out when you put this. Like you're sipping one at the moment. I always feel left out when you say on the open offices, come and sip a monster or a sip a coffee because it's always at nine p.m. my time on a Friday. Oh yeah, it's like, too late. Mate, long, <laughs> too long gone are the days where I want to sit up on like a buzz up till like two, three a.m. No. I'm like, sitting there with my sparkling nah. water or something. But um, mate, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on. I'll link no everything problem. down below, all the SMA, all your Instagram, all your links and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, been a pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, sound. Speak soon, mate. Cheers, bye.